What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Key with Kiyoshi. I am your host, Kiyoshi, and today we have a very seasoned triple threat in the building. Okay, you may know her best from her role as Lulu on True Jackson VP. She's been on too many TV shows to count, but most recently, you might have seen her on the CW's All American as Gia and Netflix's Free Ridge as Davina. She was also one of my incredible castmates in Horror Camp. She is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She is Ashley Argata Torres. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that intro. May I hire you for my PR, please? Listen, book booking an email. The emails and the yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. I miss you so much. I miss you too. I miss you too. It's been since horror camp. Yikes. Literally. Literally. Yeah. It would help if I was local, but I'm not. Not just That's yet. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're still we're all still waiting. I would like to state for the record, we were all trying to get her over here. And we are still trying to get her over here in LA. So listen, just, listen, uh, I- just waiting. I'm patient. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's the ticking of the clock on your wrist. Yeah. I'm I'm working on it. A lot's going on. I am doing other projects, things like this. Thank you for being here. I'm so I excited. Appreciate it. Listen, Thank you for having me. And I was on your podcast, Me Small, with you and your wonderful husband, Mick, and I got dragged. Mm-hmm. And I and I will never forget it. <laughs> I went on my spiel. I was like, I don't consider myself to be an actress. This is my first professional gig. Like yada yada yada. And Mick was like, no. <laughs> it was like, you've acted, we've seen you do it, so you're an actress. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> extremely validating, very poignant. Yes. I, I appreciated it. I love Mick so much. He's the best. We got you. You're an actress, baby. You're an actress. You were so, you were so brilliant in that show. It was so much fun to do that for like so many reasons. And it was also like, coming out of the pandemic it was like the first thing that first like theater thing I'd done out of the pandemic so it was terrifying and also like exhilarating it was so much fun and to get to do it with you was was the best like I it was such a mix of like people that I'd worked with before and like loved and then to get to meet new people like you who you were just so immediately like in the tribe of people you know you like oh, you were just so everybody. in the fold already so nice so funny yeah when you came to rehearsal with your pencil uh carrier with highlighters in it i knew we were going to be friends i was like girl i need a highlighter like <laughs> let's be organized I'm, together <laughs> i'm the mom friend like i'm just i'm just that I. guy you know yeah i i do remember that and i had like different colors too like i always carry like four colors with me because i like color code everything I, it was awful <laughs> it was so embarrassing i was like i'm really sorry that this is how we're like interacting really for the first time no. just, i'm just like taking out my school supplies like i'm 15 no it was old. perfect because i came with my own binder i already had my own binder yep. so i was like just give me the sheets i'll throw them in my binder everything's all ready to go so yep. i loved that immediate connection. Yeah. Um, and that show was like, looking back, I'm like, damn, we really did that. That was a right? whirlwind of an experience. It was wild. It was wild. I, and I don't know about you. I, I only knew about two of those songs. So like. Same. Learning the rest, <laughs> learning the rest of the book. And then all, the whole day we figured out that, oh yeah, we have to move and do this as well. When we went over into the dance studio. <laughs> do <you remember> Y'all. <laughs> The day, so Lana McKissick and I had to sing uh, Enough is Enough, and we just thought, like, oh, we're just going to, like, the dancers will be here, and then we're just going to, like, groove, you know, groove in the front and, like, be the singers. No, they put us in the choreography, and we didn't even know the words, and they were like, just go up there and learn it, and, like, we'll play it with the track, so, like, you sort of know the word. It was... The video of us trying to walk through that for the first time is I still have horrific a to watch. Oh my god! It's so <laughs> like the fear that you can see in our eyes is like real. It's it's horrific, but we made yeah, it, did. and it ended up being my favorite number in the show. So there you go. So so good. It was so much fun, and I was like, now I remember being done, and we were talking, and you were like, now that you've done this, you can do anything, and I really, I really took that to heart. <laughs> Like, Truly, because I- like 
we had what like we had five six days of rehearsal and like yeah that's a quick one like even for theater you get at least a couple of weeks most of the time and like we really did not have time so that's why I was like no. if you can get through this experience like any experience you have after this will be like gravy because it's you're just gonna be like well I learned a show in five days one so I'm good a whole show in five days insane we definitely did yeah that. we did yeah we did that I took that on the chin. I was like, girl, and that was my first gig. That was the ever. first, that was first professional thing I ever did. And it was, that is insane. And I definitely, I wear that as a badge of pride. <laughs> That's very, right. Very That's right. You can do anything, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you, ma'am, you have been in the business since like 2006. I know. And I admire you so much. It's not an easy space to navigate and you've really done mm. it all. You, you've Thank done you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I listened I feel to your very 2008 lucky. album, girl. Why would you do that? Because I had to. Because <laughs> I was like, after we, I was like, I knew a little bit about you before I met you. I'd obviously watched True Jackson VP and seen you guest star in a bunch of different things. But I was like, I know she sings and I know you did Star Search. So I would just, I just went down the rabbit hole and found everything I could possibly find. And I found that album. <laughs> That was a time. That was a time. Yeah. It's, um, yep. The pop princess, dreams come true, hot topic. You Listen, know? I went through the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, this is so early 2000s. I was just like. <laughs> the album cover is so early 2000s. Like me sitting down with like, like looking over my shoulder. like Very, very Britney Jean. It was adorable. Thank you. She was my <laughs> idol growing up. So, you know, it yeah. makes sense. Mine as well. Good. Mine as well. <laughs> I definitely I, I got the influences immediately. But, yeah, you understood. <laughs> yes, but since you do it all, I want to know what is your favorite art form? Is it music? Music? Is it acting in TV or on stage? Like, what's your favorite? That's so funny. I feel like it changes all the time. I think right now, I love. I've loved TV acting for so long. I think that's where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. Um, the stage, this is going to surprise you. Stage has always scared me. Theater has always really, really been very scary for me because I feel such imposter syndrome with like, I just, I feel like I know so many amazing performers and so many amazing singers that like, yeah. when I get put on stage, I'm like, what am I doing up here? Like, <laughs> go get somebody else. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I like, do. Yeah. And I love the, I love doing theater. And when I, when I finally learn a show then I'm, then I'm really comfortable Then I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do this. But TV is where I've always been very comfortable. And then lately it's just been writing. My husband and I have been writing um, scripts and stuff like that and, and screenplays and, and shorts. And that's really, um, I, I used to kind of not look at that as something that I could do. And I was like, well, let the writers write and then I'm just going to be an actor. But I think in, I've kind of just learned like in today's world, like if I have a story to tell, I'm not going to wait for somebody to do it for me. Ask, I'm absolutely. Gonna, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So we started writing during the pandemic, actually. And it was it was great. And I really love it. And I'm excited by it. And um, yeah, I think I think acting on TV and writing are the are the two big ones right now. That's amazing. I know. Well. I don't know if the public knows the opportunity that just happened that you had gotten with the script. Did you? They do. Okay, good, good, good. I did. I, like, I literally I don't spilled the tea. Thirty minutes before. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> baby. I would have given you the exclusive. It's okay. Um, yes. The I literally put it out like thirty minutes before we recorded this. I posted about it, but yeah, we won a screenwriting, the Asian American International Screenwriting Competition. And yes. um, it's a story. It's the movie that we wrote, like based on my life and like getting out of this really controlling and, and narcissistic relationship that I had with my mom. And Ooh. we just we submitted to festivals on a whim. And then we heard we, we didn't even get like a hey, like you're in the final mix for that. Like we just got an email that was like, you won the competition and we're doing a, a staged reading of it in New York. And I was like, excuses me. Like what? Yeah. When is so that supposed to take place? It's going to be June 1st in New York City. So if you're going to be in New York, please come and see me. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're, it's so rare, too, that like you get to hear the words like said out loud before like it becomes the movie. So mm -hmm. we're really excited for the opportunity to like just 
hear it because we've only ever heard it when it's just the two of us in our office like saying it to each other like seeing if the words make so sense it's gonna out be loud like a full like table read yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be a full table read uh matt shively who wow. i did true jackson with we wrote a, a role for him in the movie and he's flying out to new york to like read his role <laughs> yeah thank you yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we're very excited i'm i'm not surprised i will <laughs> say that i'm not <laughs> i'm simply not surprised thank you i was but thank you <laughs> you not you being surprised no i the fact that you were able to see like yeah i'm just gonna do this regardless of whether I, i'm experienced in it or not like this is something yeah. that i want to do and you dove in like that you and make that's incredible and Thank i cannot you. wait to see it come to fruition because listen Thank the table you. readers is, that is what it is we're speaking into the atmosphere it's gonna be a movie it's yeah a- <laughs> like the whole goal is to get it made and like we were like this is just a cool what a cool step and also like before we submitted to festivals we'd only ever given it to our friends to read so people gave us notes but it was always laced with like but it, it's really good like you have a really good script you're really good writers but it's all of our friends telling us that so we really yeah. submitted to festivals just because we were like I wonder if we are any good. Like, what do other people who don't know my story at all, who don't know us at all, what do they have to say? Which is terrifying because this is also the story of my life. So it's a yeah. little like I have to remove the like emotion from it and just be like, it's very is personal. Story good or not? Exactly. So it was so wonderful to like win this competition and kind of get validated and be like, oh, okay. So maybe, maybe there is something to this. Like, maybe we can do this and maybe we're okay at it, you know? I'm gonna tell you, just add, just keep adding stuff to the resume. Just keep, <laughs> <laughs> like, where does Look, it end? Where does Kiki it end? Is, Kiki is always booked and blessed, and I'm just trying to keep up with Kiki. You know what I'm saying? Let me so. tell. Okay, two seconds, because this is about you. But I need two <laughs> seconds. That woman, it everything under the sun. I feel like I've seen her do everything under the sun. She Writing, literally does everything. Acting, singing, dancing, everything. I like and her, you went to the premiere for Big Boss, right? I did. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. she directed Big Boss. Yeah. She's she and she was amazing. Like it was so it was so well done and I was so proud and to like sit there and be like, "Wow, I've known Kiki for half my life now." Like I we met when wow. I was 15 and I'm 30 now. So to see the growth and to see like she was she was acting so much as a kid. She was singing but didn't do it as much and now like she has her own voice. She has her own network she is directing she's producing she's doing all these things yep. and she's a mom like it's so oh i was God. like so i know i know i forgot it's for so 2.5 seconds because now like she's I know. a mother she's and a mother like, she's... <laughs> she's always been mother but now she's a mother that's what i was gonna say the children are gonna be like she's always been mother she's always been mother but now she's a mother to a baby and i just yes. could i'm just so excited for her i watched it Me too. i watched the movie and I was like, damn, this is honest and like raw and just real. I feel like we're all stepping into this new era of life is just all about authenticity. Everybody mm-hmm. walking and who they actually are presenting themselves in real time. So I yep. couldn't be happier for you putting your story out there. Kiki's putting herself out there. It's just inspiring for me, you know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. Thank you. So today... Our topic is boundaries. This episode is all about boundaries. And when I messaged you about doing the show, I was like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Anything? You were like, girl, the show is about boundaries. There are no boundaries. Let's talk about, <laughs> Let's talk about it all. So I was like, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. And there are so, there's obviously so many different types of boundaries, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, um, and with the different facets of our life, I feel like some may be needed in other areas where they're not needed in this one. Um, and whether it's business or personal, boundaries are simply essential and they keep us protected. And I like to say we have to teach people how to treat us. Otherwise, they'll have to figure it out for themselves. And I'm not going to let you do that. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to leave room for personal interpretation, especially when it comes to me and the way that I move. Um, and I'm sure you yeah. know it's not an easy thing whatsoever, but it is more than necessary. Yeah. More than necessary. I wanted to know, when did you learn how important boundaries were and how has that journey been for you? <sighs> how much time is this podcast? Um... Girl, we got hours. <laughs> Go on. Take your time. <laughs> Great. Sick. Um, honestly, 
I think it started with, I mean, I feel like I can talk about it now because my, like now people know that I've written a movie about this, but like, I think it honestly started with like me leaving my mom and like leaving that situation because there were no boundaries in that time in my life. Like she had access to everything. Like she controlled my bank accounts, my, my career, my life, my personal life, everything. And that's just how I grew up. So like, I, I knew in my heart that it wasn't something that I loved, like have somebody having access to every single piece of me, no matter who it was, whether it was family or not. Um, and, uh, but it was just how my life was at the time. Um, and then I finally, you know, got the, got the strength and, and the, the resources to get out of that situation. And then it, I, so I was 22 when that happened. Um, so eight years ago, but like, I, I think that's when it kind of like, I think I went through a period of like no boundaries. Like pe- people still had 24 hour access to me you know, all the time because oh, again, that's how I grew up. And then I just felt so burnt out, honestly. And I think a lot of it was like meeting my husband who I was like, I, you, you are the person that I want to spend the most time with. And like other people are trying to get to me and like, I, it's draining my energy being that's with what other I was gonna people. say expelling a lot of energy yeah and I I'm such a like surprise I'm an introvert like I I will spend all my time at home if I can't like I hate people Me. yes <laughs> like you know you know what I I'm saying people. like I just like don't like people, but like my job requires me to be very social and very like extroverted and I can do it for my job, but I was right. having a tough time like separating, separating all of it and like creating those boundaries for myself. So I think I started learning it around 22, like as I was getting like more burnt out, I was like, why do I keep feeling like this? This is too much. And then I think uh. when I started dating my husband and like being, and we started spending more time together and working together it was like, why am I spending time doing doing things and like spending time with people that I that are, I don't enjoy that are draining my energy that are like taking all Maybe of these things from me and not giving you. me exactly. So yeah. I think I think it happened really eight years ago, and then probably like three or four years ago, I started setting some some harder boundaries for myself, and that's just been way better. I'm glad. I'm glad because it's it's. Because I was going to ask the separate boundaries between like personal and business. Which did you find to be more difficult, setting boundaries in your personal life or setting boundaries around your career and with people that you work with? I mean, I feel like, I feel, oh God, I feel like both. I feel like because I was raised to be very polite, very kind, very nice, um, I am that. But I, that also, I was a, I was such a pushover and I was such a people pleaser. Girl, and ooh, I know, Go ahead. I know, I know, but I think in my career, it was, it was, and continues to be very hard because people expect that of me now, especially people who've known me for a long time. They're like, Oh, Ashley will do it. Like, it's fine. She's, she's down for anything. She's got the time for it, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they'll just expect all these things for me. But I, it's hard for me to speak up for myself because then people just think I'm a bitch. I don't even know how, what? That doesn't yeah. correlate. None of yeah. that Yeah, so like setting a setting a boundary for myself, and I feel like for a lot of women in the business especially, like setting a boundary for yourself makes other people go, oh, well, she's not very nice. She's not, she's she's kind of, a, but she's you kind don't of hard have to, to work be nice. with. Oh, no. No. Oh, ew. I yes. don't have to be nice. I can be kind. Exactly. I can be exactly. kind because I feel like bitch is in the tone. <laughs> if, I, mm, if I come at you that. with a tone that is that is abrasive that you don't enjoy necessarily then we can go to bitch but if i'm simply stating this is what i will and will not accept respectfully with respect to myself first and foremost extending that to you this is what we're gonna do and that's not received then whatever is on your end is simply your interpretation but i understand obviously i'm not in the industry you are and that seems to be a very just a very commonplace mindset that speaking up for yourself and, and, and trying to teach people how to treat you is a problem. And that I feel like that needs to be fixed. I'm simply one person, but this is my, my opinion. That is, that is nowhere near healthy. <laughs> no, you're absolutely, I mean, you're absolutely correct. I've worked with people who are like, I've asked like simple questions of like, a, like I've asked script questions and been like, I don't really understand this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Can you explain this to me? 
And they'll be like, can you just try it? You're being so difficult. Can you just try it? And I'm like, well, okay, where would you like me to do my job or not? <laughs> exactly. And they're like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, well, I can't figure it out unless you help me. You are the director. So like, help me figure it oh, out. Isn't this supposed to be like, no. wait, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, no, I know. Listen, this is your project. This is you're running the exactly. show. Exactly. Sir, I'm coming to you because, yeah, listen, what are we talking about? That's exactly. Yeah. And it's, and then you get branded like, and I did, I got branded as like a, a difficult person to work with. And like, I, and I think that's another point where I was like, oh, I have to be okay with that though, because Period. I know I'm not <laughs> a difficult person to work with because I, I, I was raised to be kind and respectful and to be curious because this is my job. Like I have to ask questions and it's hard yeah. for me to ask questions. So like, if I'm asking something of my director, I'm not asking because I'm trying to like waste your time. Like I'm really trying to get to the bottom of it so I can give you what you're looking for. So to be labeled as a bitch after that, or to be difficult to work with, I was like, Whoa, I've never been, I like pride myself on my reputation and like being on time and being professional and knowing what I'm doing. It's the reason yeah. I've been able to have a career for so long so talk you about cannot it. call on. me difficult. You cannot call me difficult for asking questions to try and make your project what you want it to be because I'm going to be the one that's out there. And if it looks bad, what I am doing is bad. Then it's not going to, they're not going to say, wow, the director really, really shut Literally. the bed today. Like oh they're going to say, wow, that girl's a really bad actor. So it like, I don't. So you're I think putting me point, in between a rock and a hard yes, place, sir. Yes. So my so questions. Like, <laughs> yes. At that point, it was like, I think in my career, I feel like it's been really hard. It's hard in my personal life to set boundaries as well because people know me just to be very kind and, you know, a, a very much a people pleaser. But I think in my career, it's been harder because I, I was so afraid of being labeled as a difficult person. And I think at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't have time. Like, if you think I'm a difficult person, then, like, Listen, that's your opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> Life is just too, there's far too much going on. I feel like people, especially in the industry, I feel like people have to make far too many self-sacrifices. And then on top of that, they're like, oh, that's just how it is. That's how, I'm like, well, why is it that way? Why are we mm -hmm. still operating as if, the like, it's the 80s or the 70s or, or whatever? It is 2023. Personhood first. We are people yeah. with emotions, with minds of our own, and, and we just need to be considered as such, regardless of rank or standing or money or anything. It None of it matters. None of it matters. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if I ever told you. I'm very much an existentialist. That's how I keep my anxiety under control. Um, I remember that we have a life. We have one of these. We, we yes. simply have one. Um, and when we leave from here, nobody's going to care about how much money you made. Will they remember your mm. art? Maybe. Hopefully. But what they'll remember is the type of person you are and the way that you treated people. So if you're not moving correctly in that area, then nothing else matters. It's simply, no. So everybody exactly. high and on their high horse. I'm the director. I'm this, 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 bro. You're a person like me. You bleed like me. Okay. We want to exactly. get this work done. You want to get this work done. You want it to be the best it possibly can be. Then, then come on down, come back to earth. Yeah. <laughs> come back to earth and recognize yeah, yes. that I'm, I'm just simply here to do my job. I can't yes. imagine anybody saying that you're difficult to work with. That's sorry. Oh, that blew my blood. <laughs> People have said it or like, I'll do things like, you know, I, I used to have a voice of steel. Like I used to be able to just sing without warming up, without thinking about it, like sing mm. full shows and be totally fine. Now, as I've gotten older, this, like I get tired easy. So like I have had yeah. to learn how to protect my voice. It is my instrument. I use it for work. So if I can't use it, then I can't work. But I've gotten, I've gotten stuff from people where like, you know, I'll be on vocal rest after a show or like I won't go out with people after a show because I don't want to have to scream over the music or I don't want to have to like I don't want to have to compromise my next day of work because I want to like go eat with people like I will go home. I will. I have like <laughs> snuck out of the theater. Like if I don't have anybody that I know in the audience, I'm like I will go out the back way with my little cup of tea and be like, good night, everybody. Thank you so much for a great show. And I'll see you tomorrow. Like. I have to do. I think I did it during horror camp. Like, no, you very I did much it did. Because I was like, it was like, oh, where's yeah. Ashley? I was like, oh, she did. She's gone. She's gone because I have to protect myself. And like, then people say that I'm not very 
friendly or like I I won't take time to like hang out with the cast and I make it very especially when I'm working on a, on something that's a musical like I make it very clear at the beginning like I am not trying to be like not social with everybody I'm not trying to not be a part of the group like please invite me to things I like if I can say yes I'll say yes but like I have to protect myself first this is my job this is my livelihood yeah. I have bills to pay so like talk about I it yeah to, <laughs> I was like to protect myself and if it means that I have to leave and I don't get to go sing Carrie with you guys after a show then I'm just not gonna do that and I honestly at this point in my life I don't care what you think uh girl yeah <laughs> All of this, all of this, because I'm like, do you want a person or do you want a wind up doll? Do you want? Thank you. Like your beck and call is like, oh yeah, you well, you have to do that. I don't have to do yeah. anything. I don't yeah. have to do anything at all. So yeah. with the boundaries that you set, have they been crossed? Boundaries that clear Ooh. boundaries that you set have have any of those boundaries been crossed? And if so, how did you handle that? Because I'm working on it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of going through a scenario right now where I feel like a lot of boundaries are being crossed. I, this is, and it's such like industry speak. So I, I will give you like the short of it, but like, yeah, I feel like a few uh, right currently my, my boundaries are being crossed and it, it takes a lot of like my poor husband. Um, I, it takes a lot of like me venting to my husband for like, you know, days, um, like days on days on days. And kind of having like kind of working through it by just like word vomiting and like feeling all of my feelings about it. Um, yeah. I'm a big, I'm, I'm not a person who can, who can um, stand up for myself very well in the moment. Like if I'm speaking to someone because I need a second, really? like my brain. Yeah. Like my brain needs a minute to like process it and figure out what I want to say. And I don't, um, because I'm, yeah, I'm something I'm still working on, like setting boundaries and keeping the boundaries. And then like somebody crossing it, my people pleaser side will take over every time my people pleaser side will be like, oh yes, I'll do it for you. Like, yes. Okay. I don't want to cause a scene. I don't like conflict. So like, if it's going to cause any sort of conflict. Oh girl, we got the opposite problem. I need a little bit of what you got. (laughs) You need a little bit of what I got. Cause I I know, I know it's so bad. And my husband is not afraid of conflict either. So a lot of times he'll be like, well, why don't we just get on a, on a call? And I'm like, I, I, I'm not ready. I can't do that yet. Hold on. Mick is me. (laughs) Mick is like, I'm like, who did it? What's their name? I'm where's the yellow pages. I'm, I'm going to call. We're going to have a conversation. Not the yellow pages. Cause listen, it's not, (laughs) people need to be checked, but I completely understand if that's just not, that's not your natural state. That is my natural state. It takes time. It does take time. Especially if you're worried about being perceived a a particular way. Yes. And like, I, I don't, I now I'm good about like not caring what people think, but it's still hard to, conflict is still really hard for me. So I'm just not a person that can like, I, I'm a person who can write something out and like and and send okay. you an email or send you a text message so I can do it that way. But like it's really hard on the phone because I panic and I, I like if I can feel a conflict coming on, I will immediately try to like dampen the situation and just be like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Like every, everything's cool. We're, we're good. Yes, absolutely. And then I get off the phone and I'm like, God damn it. Why did I? Why? Why did I say that? I shouldn't have said that. So it's something that I'm working on. Um, and it's just taken a lot of facing it head on, honestly. Um, yeah. And kind of listening to my husband and being like, no, it's it's OK. Like we discuss it before my husband and for anybody who's listening about her husband a lot we work together so like we yes. we do pretty we write we produce we host we like do everything together so um it's taken a lot of like I, I like to have a conversation before like any call happens or like any meeting happens so that I know like okay if if this is said great I'm gonna say this if she tries to cross this line great I'm gonna say this if she tries to cross it like I'm just the person that needs in my head to go okay what's every scenario that could happen and what's everything that I can say ahead of time and I feel like that has kind of prepared me better for conflict and like for when people do cross my boundaries for me to go okay no I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be rude I'm not trying to be a bitch but no this is not what I'm saying this is not what I want and this is what I want. And if you're not okay with that, that's fine. But then we got to move on. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. I'm a notes app girl. 
I'll write yes. down things in my scenarios in my notes and like responses. I'm like, if they say this, I'm going to say this. If this happens, I'm going to do that just so I can have a general idea. Um, Cause otherwise I'll just say whatever I'm thinking. And that's part of my problem. <laughs> I'm, and this is why I was, I was talking to my friend, like the other friends I have who are like in the industry or whatever. They're like, it's, you you say that and then you get into the scenario and then there's like contracts and there's NDAs and me, I mean, you know me, um, my mom's an attorney. I don't care about no paperwork. If somebody does something to me, the world will know. I don't care. And I know that doesn't make me primed and ready for, you know, the industry things. And that's why I, <laughs> that's... That's why I'm like, I'm like, it might take me way longer. I said this on your podcast. It might take me way longer to get where I want to go because of that. I'm completely content in that. But what will never be stepped upon or like my morals and the respect that I give, I always expect that back because that's all I give. I want yes, that reciprocated. Absolutely. Yes. I think too that like part of it was like, I, you know, we had press training when we were kids. So like w when right. I get asked, you know, you get asked questions and you like learn how to keep it light and how to keep it fun and like don't don't you know say anything controversial so i think you know i've been in the business since i was 5 years old so like it's honestly it's all i know and sometimes Ooh. mick well, mick has been in the like he he started in in high school essentially so he started a little bit later than i did but like he's so like he's kind of he's like you he'll just be like well what if we just say this and I'm like, you can't do that. And then it takes me like, it takes me like 20 minutes to get back to wh exactly what he said. Cause I'm like, okay, well, if you say, if we spin it this way and, and X, X, Y, Z and two plus two equals seven, then this can happen. And then I get right back to like exactly what he said. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. We can say that because I'm a person and, and people can say that and that's great. Okay, great. So it just takes me, it takes me a minute to figure out what I want to do. And like, it, it just, it just takes me just two two seconds longer than everyone else but i'm getting there <laughs> you're so cute it was the finger wag i'm getting there no i that's excellent though because i feel like it's it's conditioning it's, yes. it's a rewire it's a rewiring of the mind is what you're yes. experiencing so like it's 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 growing pains from that standpoint but also like you're a very grown woman now so like there's just not a lot of tiptoeing around that you have to do Whereas you might have yeah. felt like you had to do that when you were younger, like you you wouldn't yes. get opportunities that you wanted based upon that. Um, it is a new day. It's a new day and age. I like to say, like it's 2023, man. If you're not treating people like people, then you're going to get called out. That's what's happening. Yes. That's what everybody's like. Cancel culture. And I was like, first of all, I don't really think that that exists. Now we're just holding people accountable for their actions. You guys yep. think that's a bad thing because you've just been able yeah. to maneuver around and treat people however you wanted to for eons. And you can't do that yeah. anymore. So either you're going to have <laughs> to adapt become a real person, treat other real people like they're real people. Um, you're going to, you're going to have to deal with the consequences and people don't like that. Yep. <laughs> they have a real issue like with that. it. And like, sorry. Oh, well. Life's too short. Truly. Life's too honestly. short. Honestly, we only have one life. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I, I want to know what are some boundaries that you've put in place for Ashley? Just Ooh. for just just for your person, spaces that you feel like you need to grow in, or spaces you'll never go to again. For me, it was my self talk. Ooh. I used to talk real mean to myself when I felt yes. like I wasn't doing things I should have been doing, or I was wasting opportunities, or or not putting myself. I just did not have a healthy a healthy inner talk with myself. So, what are yours? I think um, my biggest boundary has been time. It's mm. something that I like, I feel like so many people wasted my time for so long. And <laughs> no, I, um, I just felt it. Yeah, I it, so many people wasted my time for so long. And again, that people pleaser side of me was like, it's fine. Like, you know, I'll, I'll sleep at four o'clock in the morning. No big deal. Um, and I just I don't have time anymore to waste time. And so it's taken just a lot of saying no to people that I love, but people that I just, I don't have, I just don't have time. And some people have taken that very well and they understand and they're like, you're busy, you have work, I get it. And some people have been like, wow, you never make time for me anymore. And I sadly, like, 
It's not that I'm not making time. It's I just have to make the time for myself. I have so much going on. It's <laughs> so much yes. going on. So like, and and I'm I'm working really hard towards everything that I've ever wanted in my life. Like we're saving for a house. We're getting movies made. Not right now because it's during the writer's strike. But like when the writer's strike is over, we will be trying to get these movies made. Absolutely. Um, like yeah. we're just we're trying to do, exactly. Yeah. Like we're trying to do so many things, and all of that is so important to me. I feel like when I got, when I ended up with the right person, so many of my priorities shift, shifted rather. And that, yes. And like my priority is my family and my relationship and my husband. And then it's work. And then it's like all these other people, like it, everything shifted, everything shifted. And like, if you're not okay with that, if you're not okay with me taking the time to do what I need to do for work and also take the time for me to, to be with myself if I need to just be with myself. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm busy. And like, that doesn't mean I'm doing anything. But like, sometimes I just need to not see anybody for a few hours and to to spend yeah. time with myself so that I can get back to me. And some people have a problem with that. Some people are like, well, you, you weren't doing anything. Like, you went to the park with the dog. And I'm like, well, yeah, I was I was taking time so that I could reset myself. Because again, like we were saying, we're human beings and I need that time. So yeah. the I think time has been my biggest boundary and it's something that my husband taught me because he he's such again such a planner and like he is so he's a such a stickler for time and it kind of just taught me like we only have so many hours in a day and also like I used to be the person like wouldn't sleep I would I mean I pulled all nighters I was like I was beating myself into the ground for things that didn't matter and it was driving wow. me crazy so now I like I take the time to like make sure I get a good night's sleep and it's such a dumb thing but it's so important that I just Listen, get enough sleep. It's well first of all the only people who have issues and problems with people setting boundaries are the ones who benefited from them not being there. Amen. So all of that is Amen. <laughs> all of that is you're showing yourself if you're upset <laughs> that I'm I'm simply taking time for myself and prioritizing the things that are important for me and my you know, individual life. I, this is my life. You have your life. We make time for each other when there is no time there's there, you know, it's just a level of understanding and respect most importantly. But I, I just feel, I feel extremely grateful. I get to like know people like you and talk to other people who are in industry. And I'm like, listen, I know I'm setting myself up for success from the beginning. I'm putting my person first. I will not overwork myself. I will not put myself in positions that are going to compromise my health or my mental well-being for a job. I will not put myself in a space where I can't prioritize myself. I'm always going to get a good, nice rest. I'm always going to make sure I'm eating and taking time for myself. I'm always going to make sure that the people around me are on the same wave I am. Because if you are not, <laughs> if you are not, you must go. <laughs> like it's not, Deuces. I need... <laughs> A very, a very tight bubble, a very, very tight bubble of people who understand and respect that this is my job, but I'm always a person first. And I feel like people who've been in industry for years, like you and people who've been working a really long time, it's like you have, you're, you're going back to remember, Hey, wait, no, I'm more than a brand. I'm more than this job I'm working on right now. I'm more than all of that. I, at first and foremost, I'm Maya, I'm Ashley. And if those people aren't straight, then nothing else gets done. Nothing else gets done. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's been a really. um, Thank you. It's been a really. uh, It's been a journey, obviously. Like it's never. It's never easy to set those boundaries. And to be honest with you, I didn't even understand that I was doing it when it was happening. Like I would just like I just started seeing people less and like taking the taking time for me. Like self-care is so real. Like. Yeah, and, and not being af- not being afraid to say like I just need a minute. I need I need rest. I need time. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I'm not seeing the same friends that I used to. I'm not seeing people as frequently. I'm getting more work done, but I'm also like not feeling burnt out. And it was just setting those little things that was like, oh, if I prioritize myself and my mental health, and if I if I truly take a look at my priorities and make sure that what I prioritize is actually at the top of my list, then everything else will fall into place and everything will be fine. Definitely. Definitely. I want <laughs> to know 
What are some of your non-negotiables? These are boundaries that no one can cross. No matter their relationship with you, how long they've known you, do you have any hard, hard lines? I'll give you two seconds to think because I, I have a couple. Wait, what mine are yours? Is, Tell me yours first. Mine is usually surrounding my belongings. I've, I've, oh. I've, experienced, I've experienced a lot of different things I won't dive into in this moment, um, but I'm very particular about my my belongings. I'm not stingy, but I I do have anxiety, so I know where all of my things are at all times. And if you would like access to those things, <laughs> simply ask me. If I feel if I if I feel inclined to share, most definitely you can do that. But do not take things that are mine away from me without my knowledge. That is that is a hard line for me. Um, and my other hard line or like have a lot to do like with morality and things I simply won't accept. I don't engage or enable anything around any form of abuse, abusers, mm-hmm. hard line, hard. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's art. I don't care how much I enjoy people. I do not abide by humans hurting other humans in any way, shape or form. Yep. Those are my lines. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Those are good ones. I, God, I don't know if I have any. I feel like for a long time, my hard line was like not looking through my phone because my mom used to look through my phone all the time. Like she used to steal my phone. And that's actually what started oh. that like last whole fight that we had was I went to take a shower and she she like went through my phone while I was in the shower. And she did it all the time. Um, oh, you know what my hard line is? Uh, I have a I have a journal. Nobody's allowed to touch it. That's my hard line. Absolutely. Hard, like hard line i uh my mom also of course if she read my phone she definitely read my journal to the point where like i would have uh like one that she saw me write in all the time and that's where i would like you know i'd hide that like under the bed but then i had like a real journal that i hid somewhere else so that she wouldn't know that i had a real journal so I obviously I don't do two journals now. I just have like my one journal, but like I'm I'm very sacred about like nobody can touch it. Like it's in my bedside drawer. Nobody nobody gets to read it, touch it, do anything with it. And my husband is like so good about that boundary because obviously he knows my whole background and my childhood and 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 how I was raised. And he's so good about um just making sure that like that that is something for me. I actually have all of the journals that my like that my mom had read. I found them like they were in my aunt's garage and I found them and I have them. And like, I, I wrote, like, I was really, really honest. And she did find like the, the journal that I thought I was keeping a secret. Like she found all of that stuff. And, and Oh my God. No. Yeah. So it's, and it's like it, and especially growing up like that, it was, I didn't have any friends. So it was like the one time I could talk about whatever I wanted to in my journal. And it like that privacy felt, it just felt so violated um my dad but, yeah read my I, journal nobody too, so. <laughs> thank god i know it's like it's not unique yeah. to to me but because of the kind of person she was it it caused a lot of issues in in our relationship and i was very like i'm very sacred about my journal i'm also like a chronic journal buyer like i will i will buy if you show me a notebook i will buy the notebook yes me <laughs> and i don't fit and i have it i have an issue finishing them because like i get a new notebook and i'm like i want to write in this one so i just have like all of these notebooks why are we the, we're the same person there's like i'm, I'm at my same. desk right now i'm looking up there's like six there's like six journals over here <laughs> Two, two of them have been written in. The other ones are just like at Barnes and Noble. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. And I just buy it. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. Ugh, I have it's a, the worst. I have a question though around uh, your mm-hmm. mom. Are you got, are you not, no contact with your mom? No contact. That's, yeah, I guess that's another hard boundary as well. That for a long time, I did try to like keep her because I didn't want her to be out of my life, obviously. Um, but I tried to keep her around for a long time. Like I, I would keep her posted on like where I was going and what I was doing and stuff like that. And then when I left, um, there was, there was pretty much no contact. And then she sort of tried to contact me, but it was always at times where like, she knew I had something going on. Like when I started dating my now husband or like around the time I got married. Um, so there were, there were, uh, times she did try to contact me. And then around the time of the wedding, it just, I, it was just like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I, I'm like afraid to look yeah. at my phone because I think she's going to reach out, you know? Um, so I, I, there was like a hard block on that, which is hard. Cause my brother is still, you know, my brother is still with her. 
Um, and I miss my brother very much, of course. And, and he is not at fault, of course, in any of this, but she, he's very much like under her wing. So it's a, it's a relationship that I can't currently trust. Um, so sadly, both like, I, I haven't really spoken to either of them. However, I will say I do have a wonderful relationship with my dad who got remarried a few years ago and we were, my husband and I were both in that wedding and he's so happy and he, like, I'm very close to my father and he's, he's so wonderful. And it's, it's a, it's the thing that we got out of together. I didn't expect it. Honestly, like I thought, I thought I was going to leave and he was just going to be like, all right, honey, I got you. Love you. See you later. Uh, right. But he, uh, but he, you know, he was manipulated and controlled for a really long time too. And, and I'm grateful that because I found a way out, he also found a way out at the same time. And, and we kind of just went on that journey together and, and it's all good. Girl is the way first, first of all, first of all, I have no contact with my dad. I don't know if wow. I ever told you that. I have no contact with my so. dad as well. Um, my parents got divorced when I was like 13. My mm. mom is now currently in the first relationship she's been in since they got divorced. Yeah, she has a man. I'm like, yeah, praise God. Um, yes. And he's, am- and he's <laughs> amazing. On, and, he- and he's been treating her the way that she's always deserved to be treated. But like hearing okay. you talk about it, I was like, yeah, I saved my mama too. We got, we got loose together. And I'm the eldest yeah. of four kids. So my other, my, my brother is in between me and my baby sister. Like they still have uh, a relationship with my dad, with me and my sister. It's like kind of with me, it's nothing with, he tries to reach out to my sister and my sister wants no parts basically. Um, it's a hard, really, really hard space to navigate. Um, Cause they're your parent. And it's obviously like, I love you. I care about you, but I'm going to do that from over here because I can't. Yeah. I can't take take the mental things that comes with it. Like my dad is very much um, narcissistic and manipulative, and and it took a toll on me. Where like I'd get into a situation with him, and and I'd just be down for like two weeks, depressed, mm-hmm. can't do anything for myself, let alone anything mm-hmm. else like work wise. And I just got to a point um, in therapy, my therapist was like, you gotta, you gotta stop doing this to yourself. Cause like at this point, that's what the people pleasing and all of that. I so wanted to give him reprieve and understanding. Cause I'm like, listen, I see you as my father, but I also see you as, as a whole person. And there are things mm-hmm. that have happened to you that you simply haven't healed from. And unfortunate as it is, trauma happens to us, but it is our responsibility to heal so that we do not project it onto other people who do not deserve it. And he simply mm-hmm. just has not done the self work. He hasn't wanted to do yep. the self work. He's wanted to go all the way around and like let time pass and think that everything is okay and I'm like no Mm -hmm. we still have the same the same issues are still present this boundary will not move it will Mm -hmm. not move I cannot interact with this version of you I will not do Mm -hmm. it absolutely I I won't do it so until you go about taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself you can't even get to me until you deal with you you and it has to be a meaningful change it can't just be like yeah, uh, you know, a, something that's put on just to be like, oh, I'll get back into your life. If you think I'm going to therapy or if you think I've changed, then I can get back. Oh, into he your tried, life. That. tried yeah, that. Yeah, like it's and that's hard because so many people were like, did you guys ever go to therapy? Like you and your you and your mom, like, did you ever try therapy? And like she's a nurse. So like she she knows how to like work the system a little bit. You know what I mean? Like she, I never trusted that she could go to therapy because I was like, she's such a good actress. Like when everything happened with me, like everyone in my circle was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because we had the, we had the facade, like it was so rock solid. Mm. And I just like, I thought of maybe doing therapy, but I was like, it, I don't trust it. I don't trust that she's genuinely going to make that change because she's never shown me that she can. And I don't think she will. And that's okay. Like I said, I'm going to love you from all the way over here. And like, it is no contact. And, and that's, that's fine. And I have, I've moved on. And again, it's very hard because it's a parent. But like, you know, I've moved on, I had to do it for me. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I did it because I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today if I would have stayed there. I'm telling you, and I, Mine is more, you've been no contact with her. You said that was, you were 22. So like eight years, it's been a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for my dad. It's been like maybe 
a year and a half or so. My line was this. Okay, this is what I was like. Okay, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I need, I need a clear cut separation. It was horror camp. It was horror camp because my dad <laughs> very much only wants to operate and be around us with things he can take credit for or um uh-huh. be a part be a part of things so that he can feel like you know involved that's why he puts so much time and energy into my brothers and like their sports and stuff like that and now me mm-hmm. and my sister Zion we're doing like our artistic thing like my sister's she's a working actress in commercials and doing Hulu stuff and Nike I'm like yes ma'am um all yes. of these things Zion work yes that that he <laughs> wants to be involved in without doing the actual work like of a parent and when I got the call for uh, uh for horror camp I did not want him to know about it I don't know how he I I still don't know how he found out I feel like it was my mom she might have slipped up a little bit and and said maybe a little bit of something this was back when she was still like emotionally attached to him where now she's not um and he called me and was like yeah take pictures of the hotel room like send me that and blah 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 I'm like why sir so you can post these pictures on Facebook to your friends and make and make them feel like he was he's very much about the presentation he wants to mm-hmm. he wants to be seen as you it's know hashtag girl dad i'm like sir that's when i blocked him on social media because kobe died and you know the girl dad hashtag was going around and he was on his facebook with old pictures of me and my sister talking about he's a hashtag girl dad i blocked him i was like sir i'm very tired because that man lost his life because he had a helicopter so he could go be involved with his children you are not that. That is not you. I'm tired of the lies and this little wow. del- delusion that you presented to your friends <sighs> and like family and everything. And I feel like it's, it's my family, my extended family doesn't really know my relationship with him, but I'm like, if they ask me, I'll tell them like, it's on a need to know basis type situation. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I have, I no contact, nothing yeah. because this is who he is as a person. And especially where I'm going, sir, you will get no no credit. <laughs> not, not, no. It's not it's not happening because a narcissist doesn't care whether it's good or yeah. bad attention. It's just attention. Yeah. So if you yeah. become my storyline for anything, he'll be right there and be like, Well, I was your I was this and that. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's just it's not happening. So it was really interesting saying to like posting today that I that we won that competition because I, I t- turned to my husband last night when I was composing the the post and I was like this is the first time I'm ever going to say like any of this out loud. Like my, you know, friends know what happened, but like, this is the first time I'm going to say it out loud. And like, that's gonna, I, I expect like family to reach out. I like called my dad, like before I posted it just to be like, Hey, just so you know, like yeah. this is going to be said today. The description of the movie is out now. So like, if there are questions, like I'm just warning you. And like, I think our no contact actually happened around my wedding because she'd reached out again right before, like just a couple months before my wedding. And like, I hadn't blocked her. I, it was no contact. Like when I, when I left and then she would try and like text me every once in a while. And it, I would like, if I could see that she wanted something, it was like, all right, stop. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then, yeah, like around just a couple months before my wedding, she tried to reach out again and I was like, and she she sadly was not invited to my wedding. And I was like worried she was going to show up. And I was like, I, I don't like that I'm hearing from her. This is not good. And girl, the stress of a wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the decision here. And I'm, I originally was like, I'm just going to block her and my brother because she used to take my brother's phone and, and text me from my brother's phone too. Um, oh my god yeah Yeah. so uh i i blocked the both of them and originally i said i'll I'll just do it before the wedding so that i can just concentrate on getting married and like doing that and then after that i was kind of like i actually like that i am not afraid to look at my phone and like look down and see that she's texted me so that was like the hard block of it all but you know i did announce that movie today so i'm a little like i'm sure i'll hear through the grapevine that you know, she is very upset about it or she's playing a victim or like doing something. So it's, it's true. Ooh. A narcissist really does not, um, does not care if it's good or bad attention. It's just attention. So yep. 
I just couldn't be prouder of you. Oh. Honestly. No, it's like I choose me. I love yes. you, but I choose me. Yes. I choose my mental stability. I choose my personal safety. I choose to do these things for myself. And you do not yes. need to be in my space. So yeah. I I commend you. I don't know if for anybody who's listening who's having difficulty or trouble making those separations. I know it's far more difficult when you're younger. Um, Do your best to create a safe space for yourself until you can create a safe space in totality because it's, it's just really difficult. So thank you for sharing that with me. Of course. Thank you for sharing with me. My gosh. We really really been, we really been through it, girl. No, no, for real. Like, it's been it's been a lot and now we're like grown and like the rest yeah. of our life that's why i said i'm like the rest of my life is for me i'm not people pleasing nobody is going to be present and around me that shouldn't be i yep. i will not be used i will not be manipulated i will not be taken advantage of and that and that's that's what my boundaries have provided me the, a confidence in myself that I've Same, never yeah. I never possessed. And everybody asks me, Maya, how did you get? I'm like, this took so much time for me to get to this space where I have no issue using my voice, no problem standing up for myself. It yep. took a lot for me to get here. It's work, but you anybody can do it, and everybody should yep. yes, do it. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. One last question for you, Mama. A boundary that you're still working on. What's the main boundary that you're still working on? Something that you've been trying to tackle that's, you know, because sometimes it's not a linear path. Healing is not yeah. a linear path. You can backtrack just as long as you always move forward again and don't stagnate. Yeah. I think I still am grappling with um, the fact that no is a full sentence. Come on. <laughs> a full sentence no explanation no Nothing. explanation i'm very much the person that's like if i want to say no to something i feel like i have to justify it or i have to like i have to give you an explanation i have to do x y and z and i'm trying to learn how to just be like no thank you yes man. and then that's- end the conversation and it's it's so hard because then I do like in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, am I a bitch? I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not. No is a full and complete sentence. And it's a sentence that I am looking to use more often. <laughs> I love it. No, I love, I flew back like that. If those of you guys are watching with us on Patreon, I just flew back in my chair. Um, I held is- for the reaction because I said it and I was like, Maya's going to have a reaction to this. And you did not disappoint. <laughs> That's it's my job. Um, I <laughs> it's my job indeed. That's mine as well. Believe hmm. it or not, I'm good at saying no, but it's still the explanations. Like, oh, it's like no yeah. because this. That's like yeah. that's been my default for a while. I have no problem saying no, but then we're like no because blah 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 blah, or no, but yeah. maybe this, or no blah yes. blah blah. I still have a hard time being like no, and then yeah. we're like why? I was like. No, I don't want to. Because and no. <laughs> because no. And I, I shouldn't have to sit here and itemize the reasons why I'm saying no, because the answer is still going to be the same. Because I feel exactly. like people use those spaces to be like, oh, well, she said this. Maybe if I suggest this or I do that, I'm not giving you any wiggle room. There's no room to placate. The answer is no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna, It's a hard one for me. Uh, because that's my people pleaser side taking over, you know, where I'm just like, no, it's, but, and, and this is okay. And then this is what's happening and I'm sorry. And, duh, duh, and, bear, and also like being very, apo- I'm very apologetic. And I'm also working on that as well. I say sorry for everything. I say sorry if I, if somebody bumps into me, like I have oh. problems with that. So like saying no period and also being less apologetic are like the two things that I am, um, I'm working on. I feel like that also goes to us being women as well. That's a whole yes. other podcast. We have been very conditioned. Yes. Very, very, very conditioned to just let things go the way that they're quote unquote supposed to go. Answer yep. every question that's asked. Be be kind in doing so. Not say no, but be like, yes, and. 
this is not yep. improv class. <laughs> so, yes, and <laughs> the answer is no. The answer yeah, is no. I used to hate that damn game. Yes, and no. I How know. About, I know. I want to do something different. Let's do something fresh. Um, <laughs> that is that is the space that we're in, and and all of this is very healing and and again extremely necessary. So I encourage all of you guys listening. Have your hard boundaries. Understand why they are there. Validate yourself. Your feelings are always valid. And in in any type of delivery, you can be kind. You don't have to be nice. You can be kind, though, and firm in your beliefs. Unwavering. That's all. (laughs) That is period. Thank you so much, Ashley, for doing this with me. I love you so much. I love uh, you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I feel like I just had a therapy session. Damn. Girl, listen, hey. <laughs> I feel so light. Yeah. <laughs> we got things off of our chest today. Tell oh, people great. where they can find you and what you're working on. Oh, boy. Uh, I am at Ashley or go to nine on Instagram. And um, All American is on hiatus right now, but I'm still on the show. So go. I think the season finale is tonight. Go watch the show. It's going to be on Netflix pretty soon. And uh, yeah, all good things. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in my next one. Bye.